You're on the Clarity Call. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Alicia. And this is episode 150, When You Worry. Welcome to the Clarity Call, a podcast dedicated to providing useful information and guidance to those seeking encouragement and support while navigating the challenges of caring for a loved one with special needs. We are sisters living in Texas and passionately advocating for the special needs community. Between us, we have 16 children, six of whom have a medically complex diagnosis or are considered special needs. Join us on a journey of mindful awareness that is sure to help you gain an enlightening perspective to help you embrace, create, and live a life you love. Here we go. So glad you're back with us again. We've had crazy, amazing, chaos, wonderful life again this week. Shocker. I know. Shocker. Just keeps happening, huh? Life. Life. <laughs> life for everyone. And you know, the closer we get to the end, I think it's just going to continue to escalate hmm. every week. We can find more happy and more chaos every yeah. week, in and week out. So we're glad you're back with us again, and we have quite the episode for you today and some upcoming ones that are, we're just, we have all the things. It's so exciting. So. I know. Yep, it's going to be good. But so this is episode 150. Like that's kind of a landmark episode. It's a big deal. And I was thinking, what are we best at in life as moms, as special needs parents, you know, whoever you are, if you're a human, basically, you probably worry. Oh, always. Every day. Remember, of your I life. was, remember, I was, I mean, oh, let's see, worry. Did we, you know, on the name thing, remember? Worry, war? No, worry, I don't know. I just know I worried a lot because I had ulcers growing up as a teenager, too. Mm. Still worried a lot. But I think I'm trying to phase out of worry. We're trying, and that's why we're doing this episode. Because we have some really amazing questions that can help you decipher if your worry is useful. And our reality check today is the experience that I had over the weekend with Jocelyn having the worst seizure she's had since she was two years old and was put on life support after one of her seizures. Um, Which is a pretty big deal because I was here for one of her next most biggest ones. And that was intense. Right. It's intense to watch this little sweet angel suffer that way. Yeah. So the the seizure lasted over 30 minutes. And, you know, we had to onboard both of her rescue medications. And I called, um, you know, EMS at... 20 minutes in because I was like, okay, this isn't stopping. We're going to need more than what we have in the house to take care of her. I had oxygen on her. Like it just, it was getting really scary really fast. And so I spent a great deal of that night and the next day just really worried about her. Like her oxygen had been low for quite some time. And so I always am like, what are the repercussions going to be for her mentally the next day? And, you know, is it going to happen again? Is she going to be okay? Is she going to rebound? Did she have a stroke? Like, I just go to, like, all the worrisome places. And, you know, like, I know from talking to her neurologist that it's not actually the seizure that typically takes the life. It's the aftermath of the seizure. It's the heart failure, um, hypoxia, those types of things that happen um, and they happen after a seizure. And so 
having that knowledge, I just, oh, it's so hard for me to not worry. And it happened on a Saturday night. And so I knew I was going to have to really pretty much wait until Monday to talk to her neurologist and, you know, figure out what to do. But in the short term, I knew it was going to be Sunday morning before I knew the repercussions of her seizure because it happened at like 30, 10 o'clock at night. And the medications that she takes just knock her out, They're, you know, that we have to give her to stop the seizure, just make her go to sleep and sleep really hard. And so I knew that until those meds wore off and she woke up, I wouldn't know anything anyway. Um, anyways, so it was a circumstance that really created a lot of worry for me. And so this... And that's like you said in the beginning. And you have a lot of, because you have, you know, special Caden, um, you have the abnormal amount of precautionary things here and yeah. and tools and opportunities to help survival at the best possible way for her, which is like when EMTs come, they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, wow, you got, got a, all the I've things. I've already got a blood pressure cuff on her. I've got a pulse ox on her. I've got oxygen on her. You know, so it's like... So sometimes what I'm saying is despite even all the protocols and all the, tr you know, things we try to do to minimize or diminish the worry in our lives, mm -hmm. man, this still flares up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to go through a list of questions that you can ask yourself and we'll post this on social media so that you have it. Um, and it's really so useful. Just print it out or put it on your phone, save it on your phone as a picture or whatever. So that when you find yourself really in that worrisome space, you can go through these questions because I'll tell you what, they really helped me as I sat and worried most of the night and the next day after that seizure. So um, we'll start with the first one is, is this thought absolutely 100% true? And when you start in that space, like that is so powerful because it automatically diminishes so much. Like, yes, I have all of these worried thoughts, but it's because of potential outcomes. Mm. They're not 100% true. Mm. True. You know, I have no idea what the outcome is going to be. Well, we won't know until they happen. So exactly. we can't even, quote unquote, worry about <laughs> yeah. it because we is won't it know. absolutely 100% true? And that just kind of stops you in your tracks to be like, okay, is it? It kind of brings on that, brings online that prefrontal cortex to really start you in the process of getting back to reality. And you know what I think when I think of that, just knowing that we do so much, quote unquote, thought work here, is that thought absolutely 100% percent true and you imagine that thought bubble that comes out you know when you see cartoons or right. comics the thought and you just have to imagine it just like poof yep. like the cloud poof right because oh, good yeah the thought is there and then poof it, mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do about it right yeah okay the next one is is it helpful for me to think about obviously never worry is not helpful very often right well and and for me it's like I did have things that I wanted to talk to the neurologist about but I added to the end of this one that helped me a lot, you know, right now. You know, do I need to think about it right now? Is it helpful for me to think about right now? So just kind of, I'm like, nope, make a list. You can talk to the neurologist and then you can stop worrying about these questions. And it is amazing that when you write things down and get them out of your brain and like into my notes or in, onto paper and be like, nope, I can deal with that Monday now. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to watch her and keep her safe and everything today. And so that's really helpful, you know, to be like, is it helpful for me to think about it? And do I need to be thinking about it right now? Because then you can really set your brain like, no, we're going to think about it and give it a time mm. when you're going to think about it. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
How about, is this thought adding value to my life? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of value in worry. Made me be like, am I being a better or worse mom in caregiving right now because I'm letting this take over my brain? Right. And if we're everywhere else in our mind and in our thoughts, we're not present. Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot about how important being present is right. in a healthy state. Yeah. So the next one, how does it feel to think about it? And for me, it's always worry creates anxiety. Yeah, worry creates yucky, stress. Sick feeling in your right? gut. Yeah, for sure. So yuck. Those okay. Those don't feel good. How about, is this an old or a new thought? Hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we rethink things, you know, they just spin stew over and over in our brain. You know, mm-hmm. I have that happen on repeat a lot and just like, I have to be like, okay, new thought. You right. know, you have to just really be like, the old ones aren't serving me. Let's try a new one. Right. All right. Did I think this thought on my own? Like so many times we're handed thoughts that we just allow in. True. Right? Yeah. Like, comments people make. Yeah. What's judgments. the origin? Is this serving me? Right? Like, did I think of this thought on my own or did I just pick it up and I don't really need it? Right. How about if not, where did this idea come from? Yeah. Find the origin. I know that I've, you know, sometimes I have thoughts and I, after living the way, you know, in the cycles, some, um, toxic, what's the word, dysfunction in relationships. I know that sometimes we, we question our thoughts. We question that like, "Mm, but this is like my old brain talking like, and you have to sometimes like ask somebody else so that you can feel like. Like, did I think this on my own? Because sometimes we think them on our own, but they're out of a cycle of unhealthy habits versus healthy. So really process that and make sure like, and, you know, and talk to someone, reach out. So, because I mean, there's a good chance that it's part of a thought pattern, right? Right. Like that's what you're kind of explaining to us is we get into these patterns of thinking and we need to make sure that we're trying to break those. So another one, how else might I think of this idea? So just kind of shaking it up. Let's play with it a little bit. What what else is available to me surrounding this idea rather than worry? Well, like we've talked and we don't try and minimize this at all. But, you know, like what we've said on several podcasts, like, like what's the worst case scenario? Right. You know, sometimes you just have to allow yourself, okay, worst case scenario in this life for the most part, especially for our special needs, babies or hard circumstances is, or anytime you put a teenager in a car or whatever, death. Right. You know, right. really. And then I've really had to just find some peace in knowing, and of course this comes from my faith of just knowing like, yeah, well, for me, that's not the end. So it's just like, okay, I can just have peace in that thought too. So God will work it out. And I also like to make peace with best case scenario too. Like I found myself redirecting my brain to like, that could be the last seizure she ever has. Mm. You know, like just letting that hold a little bit of space in my brain, like my brain doesn't go, oh, yeah, that's true. Like my Maybe brain's like relief. wrong, right? Like it wants to tell me that that's not true, but it feels good to think that thought. Mm. Like that's a beautiful thought for me to be like, maybe that's the last seizure she'll ever have. Well, you know? and that goes along with our next one is what'll happen if I let the thought go? Yeah. You know, you'll stop worrying. Yeah. <laughs> well, <Just> like... <laughs> at least momentarily, oh, okay. maybe, or you'll change your feeling. Yeah. Like there's so many options there. Yeah. You can go from worry to optimism if you change the thought sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Am I letting this thought define me? You know, I, we talked so much about how like being a mom to special needs kids just was, it did define me. And I think it defined me because I worried so much, mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. know, so 
the worry about those particular things in my life was defining me. And it and we have to be conscious of how much time we spend worrying so that it doesn't become our identity. Right. Then the next one, how about is this idea creating peace or pain? Mm. Which I think when we're worrying, we're not feeling peace. No. I don't know that I've ever worried and had peace be synonymous to that. That's true. Yeah. That's that's really. So it's typically, like we say, it's a painful, it's an icky, uncomfortable. Worry is an uncomfortable feeling, you know. So. Yeah. So, yeah, you just definitely need to get to where you're feeling peace somehow. Yeah. I mean, even you could ask yourself, what would feel more peaceful? You know, like you can take all of these and just see where it goes. These are just kind of starting points for you. But but really just asking useful questions when you're worrying is where you benefit. So another one is, can I share this thought with others? Mm. You know, like would it benefit me to get it out of my brain, bounce it off someone else, and maybe they can help me? find a new thought or redirect or even just love me through my worry. Right. Well, we've done that so many times, you and I, throughout all the years. And, um, and just, just letting another brain think, you know, oh, because like I say, like the other one said, you know, about these patterns that we create, Mm -hmm. that's part of these patterns. Sometimes some, uh, someone else's brain's like, oh, wow, like the light bulb, you know, the, right. we, we had a podcast a long time ago about like, oh, breaking the bananas apart, right? Like yes. just those simple ideas that sometimes they're really not that simple. Let, let another brain think about it and then give you a thought. So yeah, I had that happen because I had a friend reach out yesterday and just like, Hey, I'm so sorry. That must be so hard. Um, you know, basically opened a door for me to have a pity party and become a victim to my misery. Right. Mm. And I was just like, how do I want to show up in this moment in my worry? Right. I want, I can show up for me by sharing with a friend that like the blessing in this for me is that I have my Jocelyn and she's amazing. And this is part of who she is and what we deal with with her. But would I choose to not have her? No. And also I've done this for nine years. So I'm good at so it. So you're a rock star. I'm, I'm okay. Like, I know how to work through this. And yes, it's sad. And yes, I cry. And yes, I deal with all of that. But it really is, you know, when you involve someone else, it gives you an opportunity to really think about who am I being and how do I want to show up in this life? Am I going to be a pitiful mess or am I going to empower myself and be courageous and empower, you know, empowered by my situation and grow from it and, and choose strength. So, okay. Who would I be without this thought? Sometimes that's a hard one because it's like, once you tear all those layers apart, all that worry out, you're like, Oh wait, who am I now? Sometimes you see a shell and then you got to re stuff things in there that are, are better. That's why that's such a good one, you know, because you're like, Oh wait, I'm really giving this way too much power. Yeah. You know? Is this thought distorting my reality? That, I mean, it it is. Every time worry is distorting our reality because it's keeping us from living in the right now. It's it's future focused. Yeah, yeah. Like rather than worry, like make a solution. Fix, be the fixer, you know? Yeah. So, and then our last thought is, am I learning anything from this? Yeah. Which is the whole goal of this mortal experience is to learn as sucky as it is sometimes yeah <laughs> we have to remember that worry doesn't serve us but having the experience choosing to learn from it what am I learning and uh 
you know, and then write that down because then you get that out too, you know, write down what you're learning and look back and realize that you have gained some mental muscles. Absolutely. Okay. So that's what we have for you today on worry. Um, We hope that you will find some of this useful, even if you just can, you know, try to remember when you're worrying and worrying like, okay, I can, I can pull myself out of this and start asking useful questions to get your brain back online. That is where you're going to get out of worry and back into your present situation so that you can be who you want to be in your world and not let worry rob you of showing up in ways that, that are authentic to you and, and who you want to be. So with that, we'll remind you that our mantra is the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Mm. And Alicia has our joke today. Mm. Okay. So like I said before, my son's a, a jokester at times. And being as we're in Texas and everyone's got allergies... This joke will go right along with that. True. Why couldn't the pony sing? Um, why? He was a little horse. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're, <clears throat> you know, that's so. Just funny. think about that. That's little perfect. pony. He's a little horse. And have a fabulous week. Thanks for joining us on the Clarity Call. Please like and share it. And we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review. Be sure to check out claritycallcoaching.com to join our weekly newsletter and sign up for your first free coaching session. You can also connect with us on social media. We're on Instagram as The Clarity Call and on Facebook as Clarity Call.